Welcome to the Amazing Data Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is the very first episode of the Amazing Data Podcast. My name is Ksenia. I'm happy to meet every one of you here today. And our first very special guest, Victor, would you like to introduce yourself in a couple of words, please? Hi, Ksenia. Thank you very much. My name is Viktor Schlegel. I'm working at uh, EPAM Continuum, being responsible for analytics, data, and artificial intelligence for the European part of uh, EPAM. Okay, so we already hear one buzzword, artificial intelligence. This is the thing that is mostly popular in the recent uh, couple of years. Uh, would you please tell us more what exactly you are doing and how your current projects or initiatives are involved with artificial intelligence? The idea is basically turning around, positioning a collaborative approach for managing private data and enabling the companies get that data in a controlled way. So imagine organization where people would all the time permanently control what kind of data for what purposes flows to what enterprises at the same time providing the information on my personal needs. If we could provide that pot of data under a controlled way, at the same time, companies to become more transparent in regards to the usage of that data, so placing the artificial intelligence algorithms on that platform, we would enable a new era of collaborative customer experience management that is probably more efficient. This is an assumption that I'm working at that is more efficient than current uh, CRM systems and marketing functions being established at the enterprises. In a lot of ways, in some companies, there's still misunderstanding and wrong conception of artificial intelligence as, you know, the smart computer, like the Terminator Skynet world kind of thing. Exactly. So basically lack of knowledge on the business side is one trouble. And then you have the issue that out of the projects, you don't have an overall picture and therefore you don't have the orientation or starting points. Right away, follow-up question. When we are talking about product design, the whole process of this, what would be the crucial steps to be taken firstly to enter the right direction of using the data for good purpose? Typical approach is avoid um, big changes at once. Artificial intelligence is a very complex topic. The best practice nowadays would be try to understand how data would support your strategy and then try to execute step-by-step -step pieces of that strategy based on data. From my perspective, from the uh, data analyst, from business analyst and BI, sometimes it is very complicated to actually pursue the project and the people who are actually in charge of making the final decision on how to start. It's also complicated to approach when you are not the highest paid person or not the final decision maker. It might actually cause some difficulties for you to approach with this kind of initiative, like, hey, let's, let's do it this way. And this is not um, your fault. It's basically all the time the management decision on the business side. To your, to your opinion, is there any like ultimate toolkit or um, no. life hack? Why? <laughs> no magic. Unfortunately. <laughs> no magic. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
I would rather start of um, establishing kind of a framework, what aspects of your enterprise or the product you would like to measure where the data would support you or establish a very, very unique user experience, which is a more difficult part. Try to start with proof of concept, um, very small projects where you can test um, your abilities to deliver without avoiding um, large investments and de-risking the procedure. But that sounds like a very generic and not too much of a complicated way. So would you think that this kind of step can be actually adopted in any industry that we're talking about? So it's not like, you know, IT specific or healthcare specific or something. We had till now also a wrong perception that artificial intelligence is actually an IT topic, which is from my perspective, not true. So this kind of way can be introduced in any industry, in any company. Well, since it's a generic approach, it can be introduced at any company. The the question is um, if it makes sense for strong position companies to go with uh, you know small POCs rather than trying to accelerate the development of services if you have that culture. Artificial intelligence plays the biggest value when you can connect data from different areas. So in this context, the one that you've described, there is one very tricky question coming out. Do we dare to say that for now, data-driven analysis and data-driven approaches in terms of the projects is more profit-based and profit-oriented rather than people-oriented and trying to make world a better place and to bring the better products out, out there into the market? So rather for sure, the first case, um, it's um, profit-oriented, but it's also understandable. The purpose of the enterprise is all the time to earn the money as a priority number one. In an extreme way, sorry, there are other types of the enterprises, but um, talking white and black, the projects are typically profit-oriented, yes. Okay, then if we are talking about the kind of projects like smart cities, uh, which are actually aimed at making people's lives uh, easier and uh, more comprehensive, we use data directly for that. And would we dare to say that even this kind of initiatives are basically profit-oriented in their core? They're here to make a world a better place. I thought it was the idea. Well, in ideal world, <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. But first of all, it's um, depending on the perception or definition of the smart city. What do you understand under that term? Till now, the term smart city has been dictated by the technology companies, basically providing pure technology or like sales power toward the cities to buy the technology, promising them to become more efficient. Now, if you take another coin, another side of the coin, and you would apply the artificial intelligence or data within the smart cities in a proper way from the perspective of the efficiency, then you are cutting the costs of uh, public services because you're trying to make them more efficient, which is a value in itself because um, the taxes we pay are not being uh, wasted. Could we think that currently, once these technologies are already adapted in the in the projects, in the societies, and in the industries, they are evolving from just serving the technical uh, part of their job onto something greater? Do they now answer a higher perspective of the of their purpose? Do they have the higher purpose right now? You're asking me now a very philosophical question. Of course. <laughs> So basically, if you look from that perspective, 
take it uh, as um, my opinion, because I would say that nowadays the technology is rather helping to optimize the workforce, helping the um, company owners or capital owners to gain more revenue. It's less about uh, making this world a better place to live. For me, too much of the technology is being applied for very singular interests. I would be happy if we could extend that scope and um, use the data for a bigger spectrum of applications. That would be possible nowadays, but um, you know, the question is, what are the driving forces that would force the society to turn that picture? And I see here citizens in their right to become active and demand the change uh, within, within the system. Okay, so if we are stepping aside from the companies which are actually expanding these technologies and shovering it actually onto the uh, end users, how, in fact, the consumers who are being approached by all these technologies, by all these changes, how they can actually benefit in their own everyday life or in um, some foreseen future, what kind of benefits can they get in terms of those technologies? The information we carry, so just imagine the information people carry in their heads. If we can free it for more free exchange and uh, apply within our daily lives, we would be very much enabled to improve our lives. Would we say that this kind of turning table situation help creating the personalized experience, something that is customized Yes, there is a possibility for that. So if you can imagine that um, we would enter in kind of a collaborative mode between the customers and public services and enterprises where we would um, have a collaborative agreement on what kind of data or information out of our heads can be applied by public services or the commercials, the users would be empowered to control that data and informational flow. I think we would have a more sustainable structures in this world. If I would share my information and basically maybe define what kind of advertisement I would like to get and what kind of companies I would like to support transparently, I think it would save a lot of costs on the enterprise side to try to understand what I'm trying to achieve. And on my side, I don't, I won't get irrelevant information. Uh, so we would save energy and time on both sides. And that kind of a collaborative approach would enable all hyper-personalized services. What actually shifts us from the personalized services onto hyper-personalized? Do we actually need it? There's a segment, of course, of the customers that would like to get the hyper-personalized services. That would also mean an improvement of your quality of life. If I would get shoes that would fit perfectly to my feet, I would have um, less aches in my legs. If I will get a hyper-personalized medicine, I will have less side effects, curing very specific cells in my body without damaging others. Therefore, hyper-personalization means also better products, better services designed specifically for you. But this actually makes a complete circle. So if the companies are ready to give hyper-personalized experience and approach onto their customers, that indeed makes the customers the experts in whatever they're doing. Like in your specific case, so you want to have the better shoes, which would be fitting your feet in the 
perfect way. That actually means that in this particular um, use case, you are the expert because you know what kind of uh, features and what kind of parameters are the best onto this specific type of the foot. And you, as an expert, given this information onto the industries, you are providing your expertise, even in these like tiny use cases, in the tiny examples, but you are actually feeding them with the exclusive information, the one that they can never get through any other means. Partially true. I mean, being an expert means that you can act upon the data and make the decisions upon the data provided. This is the expertise. The thing that you would be able to provide is the base for making good decision. I'm not an expert or the customers are not experts on all the topics. This is exactly about the collaboration. If I would provide uh, my needs in a very detailed manner, that could be basically very personal data, the form of my legs or my my DNA sequence to the experts on the other sides who are the enterprises or public services, I would get a better advice. And that can be done by artificial intelligence. This actually brings us perfectly to the next thing. So you are going to have one minute and I will be showing you some of the industries in which I would like you to explain how you envision the introduction of artificial intelligence and highlight one good thing which it can be bringing and one bad thing. There's going to be countdown. The more we can do, the merrier, but we have only one minute. Okay, let's do that. So you ready? Ready. Let's go. Okay, ready, steady, go. Transportation, autonomous car drivers uh, without crashing, uh, negative um, machines killing people. Whoa, okay. <laughs> okay, next one. Fine art, ensure the identity of a uh, picture and the bad world where people lose uh, ability to paint. Great, next one. Banking, uh, finances, bujisus. <laughs> um, automated tax declaration uh, where bank would help me without uh, compromising my privacy and bad looking for pure people. How could I better sell them loans that they cannot pay? Okay, next one. Agriculture. Monitoring the um, side effects of poison being applied and uh, avoid some manipulation on genes. Uh, okay, 15 seconds. We're almost done. The <laughs> <laughs> healthcare, we, so positive first, um, we will break the system and make healthcare cheaper with artificial intelligence. And the bad insurance company is not providing uh, coverage because people are poor. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> In conclusion, I would like you to give the message to yourself in, I don't know, like 20 years in the future. What would you want your future self to remember technology-wise? I would see a much powerful artificial intelligence being under control of uh, simple people. And I would see that we would um, enable the mankind, or you know, expanding to other spaces. Ooh, whatever it is. Nice, <laughs> conquering the world, the universe, Applied. and the space. Yes, yes. Please, let's um, plan a date and okay, uh, yeah. have another podcast in 20 years. So I think that we indeed are going to need another episode in 20 years just to check out what happened. I don't know if it's enough, but I hope we are going to get um, all right. Okay, so for, for the wrap-up, thank you very much. It was an awesome experience and thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Tanya, for the invite and uh, exchange. Thank you. Bye.
This has been another episode of Amazing Data Podcast. My name is Ksenia. Stay tuned for more awesome stories about data and have a great day.